fiddle player when you need them fiddle player that's right we're a riverdale recap podcast here to talk about chapter 98 mr cypher i don't get what's the fiddle the devil went down to georgia and he he loses Uh, a fiddle contest and then the devil goes home oh you got anything to say before we start (laughs) did you say we're a riverdale recap podcast yes i did while you were trying to think about fiddles well the Charlie Daniels band. <laughs> well, we are here to talk about Chapter 98. By Greg Murray, directed by Jeff Woolnaw. Woolnoff? Um, if I ever meet him, I'll ask. I thought Woolhoff. And this episode <laughs> starts with Jughead speaking directly at us while he shelves uh, uh, some books in his home library. Old folktales you know, make good stories. They are they stories, are. Jughead. Yeah, That's yeah. literally what they are. He, he wants to tell us about the one called The Devil's Holiday. Which is about Satan visiting a small town to do Satan things. <laughs> which is, again, bolstering my theory that Rivervale is not only, you know, Jughead's next published work. It is specifically a horror anthology uh-huh. comic uh-huh. In, in the Tales from the Crypt legacy. You, you just gotta get that little... This is my prediction in. Yes! As much as you can. They are piling up supporting evidence. <laughs> so we uh, go to Pops. Mm-hmm. Pops is, is handed food over, an order of food over to Jim. And Jim is a little down on his luck. He can't, can't... quite put together the, the scratch for this uh, uh, takeout bowl of soup. And Pop Tate's like, ah, 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 it's on the house. You'll, you'll pay me back next time. And Jim is so thankful. And Tabitha's like, you have the biggest heart, Grandpa. And then... He's like, oh, shucks. I'm just going to look out the window and gaze into the parking lot. Oh, Jesus Christ, it's the devil. Because then the lights flicker and we see a man. A very, like, car salesman-y, but, like, sexy-looking man. Uh, and then the... <laughs> it's Dan Stevens? Yeah. It's basically Dan Stevens. Oh, my God, it is. Except, like, skinnier and taller. <laughs> It is. Um, so then the lights flash, and Pops is very like, oh, what the fuck, it's the devil. And then it's like, really the devil? Because like he screams like a fucking demon, and then Pops' heart explodes in a heart attack. The, the way that... Uh, the this, scary man becomes scarier. The, the way this is communicated several times is this really cool effect where, you know, we're looking at uh, uh, the guy who's going to be introduced as the titular Mr. Cypher. Looks like Dan Stevens. Yeah, yeah. He he is, you know, ominously framed, center on, uh, in, you know, creepy mood lighting. But then in a flash, he, he is just like this gaunt, spotlit face in a black void with all sorts of, you know, horror-style makeup and the, this wretched scream just for a flash, just for the impact. And it is it is impactful. They yes. do it at least three times, I think. It explodes a man's heart. And it explodes a man's heart. Uh, and I'm like, oh my God, save Pop. Save Everyone him. protect him. Save Mr. Tate, please. Uh, so then uh, Veronica wakes up to Reggie awake. He cannot sleep. It is Casino Eve. They're about to have their big soft open. 
which is the biggest thing to happen to Rivervale since maple syrup. Yeah, sure. Cool. <laughs> uh, so they confess their love to each other and make out. Yes, but you can tell something's off. So a phone rings at Betty's house. Yes. She walks up to it, picks it up, and it's Glenn. He's like, we got him, Betty. TBK. And here's what we're doing. We're transporting him to Rivervale as we speak because you and him need to be in the same room together because he needs to make a confession and he says he'll only talk to you. Totally normal. Absolutely normal FBI stuff. It seems like it would maybe make more sense to bring Betty to him. Instead of transporting the serial killer. We only got so many sets. Uh. <laughs> uh, so she agrees. Yes, she will do this. Meanwhile. Once the sun has risen, rather. <laughs> later in the day, Veronica comes into Reggie and she's like, hey, so the gaming control board's meeting got pushed back. Uh, you are going to have to do the staff meeting. And he's like, mm -hmm, okay, mm -hmm. but like, you need to look at the TV here. And on the TV is Alice. And she's delivering a, a video column, basically an opinion piece on the television news. About their casino, which their casino is called Babylonium. And Alice is like, it is a house of sin and our fair town will be damned and doomed. Quote, first come the gamblers, then the harlots, then the whoremongers. That is, that is what she tells Veronica to her face. Because Veronica's like, oh, fuck, I need to go talk to this crazy lady. <laughs> and Veronica's like, no, no, no. Like, we're running it as a legit business. Meanwhile, this scene cuts between Veronica talking to Alice and Reggie talking at a staff meeting where they are saying the exact opposite things. Of course. Of course. Because Veronica is giving the clean above board business pitch about, you know, it's really a, a family entertainment venue and, and we're doing everything by the book and above board. There's this very clean business forward pitch, you know, jobs for the community. And Reggie's like, nope. We are separating people from their money. We have rigged the wheel. We have phony dice. We're pouring all the drinks so people get drunk and we can steal their money. And then we're also skimming stuff off the books to pay off the politicians and everyone. Yep, yep. One third of the chips that come into the gate, just scrape them right off. And that's our skim money. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so Veronica decides the solution to this problem is to invite Alice to come to their soft opening tonight. Mm -hmm. So she will see that it is not quite the house of de the devil that she thinks it is. Speak of the devil, uh, we are in Pop Tate's uh, uh, hospital room with Tabitha sitting near him. And in comes that visitor from outside, Mr. Cipher, Mr. Lucifer. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Lucifer. <laughs> uh, and so he's talking to Tabitha. And, you know, she goes through the whole, who are you? And he's like, oh, call me Lou. I'm a friend of the family. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's on a first name basis with Pop Tate, Terrence. Terrence Tate, the grandfather of Tabitha. Well, you would be when you're here for their soul. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose he didn't just sign his ex all those years ago because Pop Tate's soul is on the line. It is spoken for. 
the situation was, as depicted in a Riverdale tie-in comic from years ago, mm-hmm. Pop's Pop, Tabitha's great-grandfather, did make a literal deal with the devil, uh-huh. his soul in exchange for the prosperity of the chocolate shop. And Terrence, Pop Date, was so, like, upset about the idea of his father burning in hell that he's like, no, 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 take my soul instead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the devil's like, okay. So now he's here to collect. But the devil, <laughs> he's like, I'm willing to make another deal. Tabitha's like, well, you want my soul for Pop's soul? And he's like, oh, no, no, I no, just no, no, want no. the diner. Devil went down to diner. He was looking for a burger to steal. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Everyone is so trusting that Lou is who he claims. Yeah. Like, it's just a dude in a suit and they're all like, yeah, you're the y- devil. You are absolutely the devil. I mean, yeah. he does make lights flicker and like flames come out of nowhere. He does in this scene, but in the very next scene, he does it again with none of the special effects. He makes a promise there. Yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah, but Tabitha goes home to Jughead and, and Jughead's like, you know, how's Pop? How are you? And she's like, well, this stranger showed up with claims on Pop's soul. And I, she hands him the devil's business card. And Jughead looks at it and says, yes, this is definitely the actual business card of Satan. So what does the devil want with the chocolate shop? <laughs> Uh, so, so meanwhile, we're at the casino and we got Veronica and Reggie and Kevin. Kevin has a job here? Entertainment. Yeah, Kevin is apparently, they're they're headlining a a musical act, which puts him on the same level of, you know, we're on the dais, everyone else is is down on floor level as the co-owners of this operation. (laughs) I love that he is wearing that same blue suit with the ruffles. <laughs> this boy owns one suit. It belongs to another time. A lot of people wish they could still fit into their high school tuxedo. And Kevin is living the dream. Uh, you know, they're welcoming people in. Obviously, the devil's there. And mm-hmm. it's not Alice. Uh, but she is there. Yes, uh, yes. And Veronica says, Alice, welcome to Wonderland. Uh-huh. And Alice is not amused. No. No. Uh, she's like, oh, let's get you a drink and to the blackjack table. And she's like, uh, no, I'm here to sniff out evil. <laughs> none, of, none of that. I'm no, not, thank you. I'm not here to have fun. I'm here to make rude faces at everyone. She's like, oh, well, let's get you a front row seat to the floor show and a soda or something. So the devil seeks out Kevin Keller because nothing good can happen to Kevin Keller. And he's like, hey, you're Kevin Keller. I saw you uh, uh, perform in New York. You're amazing. You should be on Broadway or Vegas. Like, oh, my God. He basically offers Kevin the standard rich and famous contract from the Muppet movie. Yeah. He's like, here, like, let me give you a taste of it and we'll discuss the finer details later. So the next sequence is a, a sort of cut-together mashup of Kevin's general life offstage in what could be, as well as his performance tonight of It's Not Unusual, because 
casinos, Vegas, Tom Jones, it, it all, yeah. uh, there you go. Which everyone is just loving his performance, like mm-hmm, stopping mm-hmm. paying their gambling games and like, Ooh, who is this boy? Which would mean he's very bad at his job. <laughs> Um, and so in, like, the off-performance life that he's getting a sneak peek of, uh, he is being talked to by Fangs. But, oh, no, no, it is not Fangs, which he has corrected. It is Finn. Finn, who is his boyfriend and his manager, mm-hmm. who tells him his schedule every day, and then they go have sex. That's on the schedule. That's part of it. That's part of it. It's, like, written on the list. Yeah. And so uh, Kevin's schedule is talking about how uh, all his upcoming gigs, including a six-week uh, run of Boy From Oz. With Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Who seems way too old to still be doing Boy From Oz. I'm kind of like, I, who's who's playing? Like, <laughs> are you competing for the same role? Like, what? I mean, it's not a one-man show, but like, there's a starring role and then there's everyone else a mile behind, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why uh, Fangs has to become Finn, but... Because he's fancier that way. I mean, he is very fancy with his slicked back hair. And And his his... salmon suit? Yes. Yes. Uh, So Kevin rushes up to the devil and he's like, we all good? Let me sign that fucking contract. I can't wait to give you my soul. I wasn't using it. Fuck yeah. Um, The contract fucking gorgeous it's so ornate and calligraphic and with 666 it's very spooky new england like it reminds me of new england gravestones it more reminds me of like this is your family crest at the renaissance festival (laughs) (laughs) but sure we'll go with spooky new england yeah some of those are spooky so now that Mr. Cypher has Kevin's soul, he, he uh, gets out his little book and he crosses Kevin's name off of his list. There's a list of five names. Kevin Keller, you have failed the city. <laughs> no, th- this is the guest star that wasn't in Arrow. We'll talk about that guy much later. <laughs> so The names are B. Cooper, R. Mantle, T. Tate. I guess that's a wild card. It could be either. Yeah, that one's a little hard to know. <laughs> Jay Jones and Kay Keller now now crossed off. Um, this shows that the devil recognizes preferred names. Yeah, it's not Elizabeth Cooper, it's Betty. And it sure as shit ain't Forsyth Jones. Yes. I mean, nothing nothing says that like Pop doesn't like Terrence. So you're saying it, it therefore, following the, the uh, it pattern, be Tabitha. it must be because it's not P-Tate. Yeah. Okay. You know, I buy that. I get that. Yeah. What if, what if it's, uh, stands for the diner of Tate? <laughs> yeah. T is, sto- is short for the chocolate shop, <laughs> comma, Tate. Yeah. Because that's like what they want. he wanted. <laughs> he didn't actually want Tabitha. He didn't actually want Terrence. I want Terrence. I want him to be happy and fulfilled. Uh, so then the devil uh, goes and like wins 20 rounds of blackjack, mm-hmm. which totally like catches the eye of one of the staff people who's like, hey, Veronica, that dude keeps winning. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't be happening because we've rigged everything. So apparently this guy has the luck of the devil. Uh, uh. They don't actually say that, but I was thinking it. They should have they- said it. They really should have said it. They really, she really should have sat down and like, seems like you have the luck of the devil. And he'd be like, yeah, that's because I am. 
Leaving that on the table is the most un-Riverdale thing in this whole episode, honestly. So she goes over and is like, hey, uh, uh, nice job. This table's shut down. Uh, and he says, hey, it's all good. I'm one of your investors. And she says, no, I know all my investors, like by name and face. And he's like, well, I made the investment with your partner, Reggie. Ooh. So and she's he- all like, you need to leave. And he's all like, well, fine, but I'll get my due here on Saturday. He introduces himself as the devil, and again, Veronica believes him. And there's a flash of fire from the stage. Yes, because behind them, I love this bit, there's this kind of low-energy, like, fire act. Yeah. Like, like sort of a luau thing, people spinning fire, but they're doing it very gently to not, like, distract focus until the big fire-spitting moment underlines his veiled threat of coming to collect on Saturday. It's very good. It's very good. And uh, that's that's when she gets it. She's like, because he introduced himself as Lewis Cipher, and she's like, oh, I get it. Lucifer. Uh. Get the fuck out. <laughs> If I am Jughead's editor and I am claiming that position, when he turns in this script, I'm just giving it back like people got a question if the devil's real. Like they some somebody has to ask for proof sometime. That comes later. Rivervale <laughs> is just so in deep on the supernatural that they yeah. don't honestly the first episode seems like an aberration now. <laughs> <laughs> uh so Veronica Goes to Reggie, fills mm-hmm. him in uh, on the fact that this dude's claiming to be the devil. And he's like, Ronnie, that guy is the devil. <laughs> so what had happened was when they were trying to pull money together, they were still a little short, looking, you know, further down their, their Rolodexes. When out of the blue, Reggie got a phone call from the devil. Is the devil on AT&T? Is he on Verizon? What is the devil's phone number? What's the area code for hell? 666. Oh, uh, damn it! it is. <laughs> it fucking is. How can you even ask that? <laughs> like, it's so fucking obvious. Why does he put his area code at the top of Kevin's contract? <laughs> no, like, the number for the devil is literally 666. It's like, like, oh, it's like 911, 311, But you just get the devil. Yeah. Toll free. No, there's no way that the devil is toll free. <laughs> it's one of those ones that's like $20 a minute. Those overage charges will, oh man, they're going to burn. There is so much roaming and like... <laughs> that's true. Long distance, like the out devil, of the country. The devil is never in network. That's <laughs> that's the, the cruelest thing of it all. It really eats up your, um, how many texts you get a month. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It turns out unlimited isn't really unlimited if you're calling beyond this mortal coil. <laughs> Devil's like, hey, I'll give you money for a soul. And so I, Reggie's like, yeah, uh, sounds good. And the devil's collecting on Saturday. Now we're all up to speed. There you go, Veronica. And, now, now you know what made your business possible. And, and Reggie's like, well, here's the thing, though. Like, you're Veronica Lodge. I knew if anyone could outwit the devil, it would be you. So, like, you gotta figure this out. Why didn't you say this earlier, Reggie? But really, her response is, yes, Reggie, you are correct. I will destroy (laughs) Satan. (laughs) I mean, she already destroyed Hiram Lodge. How hard could this be? (laughs) 
Well, Satan didn't try and fail to kill a teenager 20 times. <laughs> that we know of. Sabrina? That's true. This is a different devil. It's not played by Harvey? the same guy. Different it devil. Is, it is a different devil. It is. Which, that's something I cannot wrap my fucking brain around. It's starting to make my head hurt. So we're not even going to go there. Well, Chilling Adventures devil is the Riverdale devil. While, oh. Yeah, yeah. Is, so when Sabrina finally shows up, is she going to be like, Daddy! And he'll be like, who the fuck are you? Daughter. She's not the Sam. daughter of Dan Stevens. Dang. I so, wish I was the daughter of Dan Stevens. So he could sing to you. <laughs> I'd lead a very different life if I was the daughter of Dan Stevens. You would not be married to me <laughs> and have it's our legal. sweet doggy. What? Well, no, Dan Stevens is not that much older than us. That's so you would be a little itty bitty and it would be illegal. Okay, okay. That, yeah, okay. Not, not be the fact that you are a girl. That'd be fine. I don't care. It would be the fact that you would be like six. <laughs> and I'm 33. It's kind of illegal. But otherwise you'd be okay with it? It's just the law getting in your way? It's... No, I mean, I, I was talking about the girl part of it. Like, whatever. That's fine. <sighs> Why do you make this so difficult? <laughs> Betty goes to see TBK. Who is all masked up, sitting uh, handcuffed in her FBI satellite office. With like a different type of mask. So like the TBK we always see in Riverdale is like literally a black trash bag with like some eyes. And this seems to have that as a base, but it's like formed and It's like hardened. paper mache with like slime. It reminds me of people who like make clothes out of layering duct tape. Yeah. Although there is still some thin plastic because the mouth moves with his breath. Yes, like it's some something is over the plastic. Mhm. Mm -hmm. I'm just shocked they still let him wear it after an arrest. Like is yes! this Batman? Is this a Batman story I'm watching? <laughs> TVK has got a lot of sway over the cops to be like, <laughs> I need to talk to her and I need to wear my mask. You cannot take it off. And like continuing the whole like Batman thing is like, don't you want to see my face? And Betty's like, that is your face. But if you mean your human face. Yeah. So just what the fuck? They, they have a little thing where she's like, you know, my boss wants a confession, but I don't give a damn. I just want to know, does, or does evil, absolute evil exist? And are you it? And he's like, fuck yeah, it does. <laughs> there, you know what? There's evil in the world. And there's a part of you, Betty, that is caked in 100% absolute evil. It draws us together. So she goes and takes an angry shower and calls up Glenn. Uh, and she's like, Glenn, you got, you got to get him out of here. He's toying with me. And he's like, who? TBK. TBK is still on the loose. What are you talking about, Betty? Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. And you may notice that in the initial phone call, we never have a cutaway to Glenn in his office. We only hear his voice. But in this scene, we do have that cutaway to Glenn sitting in his office. Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. Back at the hospital, Pops wakes up yay terrence hooray and he's like did you see him and so tabitha fills him in on how uh they're making a new deal his soul for the diner 
Or trading trading soul for diner. Diner's gonna happen. You get to keep your soul. And mm-hmm. he's like, you can't sell the di- diner for a soul because. Because the diner is not just brick and plaster and chromium and... It is a refuge for the lost and the persecuted. The evil wants it because Pops is the soul of Riverdale. And you can't let him have it. You can't do it, Tabby. You can't do it, little Tabby. I've always said that Pops is the soul of Riverdale. Yeah. Yes. It's absolutely it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've been saying it ever since Hiram tried to, to take it over. Mm-hmm. So many scenes were like, they can be happy now. They're in Pops. It's the only place people are ever happy. Yes. <laughs> so meanwhile, Veronica calls the devil. 666. It's easy yeah. to reach him. Yeah. You can star 6669 him. Uh, and so she's like, I got uh, a counter proposal. Mm-hmm. I, I am inviting an old friend. Uh, and I suspect you will find him, uh, his soul more deserving of damnation than mine. So like... Than Reggie's. Or than Reggie's. Than Reggie's. And so we're like, hmm, who is this friend? We'll find out later. Meanwhile, Jughead is also calling the devil. Devil is so fucking popular. At least he has his, you know, at least he has the business card. And so... He doesn't want to make a deal. He just wants to ask for a hot sclusi. He wants that interview. He got to get that that hell goss. Uh, but he doesn't want to sell his soul for it. No, no, no. He's He's got his standards. So the devil's like, okay, I'll grant you an exclusive, but you have to agree to one of these things. If you publish it, you get all the fame that goes along with it, but you never write again. Or you can never publish it. You'll you'll be so inspired, but you'll just be toiling away in, in you know, the forgotten fringes of, of your field with this hot, amazing story that you can never share a word of to anyone. But you'll have it. So Drughead agrees, but he says under the condition he gets to decide at the end mm-hmm. which one he's going with. And the devil's like, yeah, cool. You got me. Let's go. Meanwhile, at Babylonian. Babylonium. <laughs> it's an M? It's an M. Why? I caught that in the, the subtitles. Because I thought it was Babylonian, but then it was like, wait, no, no, it's Babylonium. That's bullshit. That's a bad name. I don't know why it's that, unless the subtitles lied to me and it's actually with an N. Like, but... they're both bad, but M is worse. Yeah. Uh, so, who happens to be there... But it's Nick St. Clair. And hey, it's not like he's using his soul for anything. Good call, Veronica. Yeah, and she's like, you know, all grown up and still a sleazeball. This will be great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so we cut back to Jughead, who has yes. finished the interview with the yeah, devil. We never and... get to see anything the devil says that's so amazing. But the look on his face. Right, right. Says that it was a shocker. It's so shocking. It's so relevatory that he his mind is made up. He has to take option one. The world must uh, uh, have this out in it, even if it costs him any writing he, he might make for the rest of his life. It's it's a price worth paying. Yes. He signs. They agree. That happens. Uh, so back at Babylonium, uh, Veronica is talking to Nikki. 
She and inv- she's all like, what happens in Babylonium stays in Babylonium. So she invites him up to her office and she's like, hey, I get horny for crime. Tell me all your shit. You're still a naughty boy, right? Like, I'm not exaggerating. That's the setup for this. He's like, uh, okay, I, I drive drunk all the time and I've killed three people. Uh, uh, can I touch your boobs now? <laughs> I haven't paid taxes in three years. Oh, man, that gets me dripping like a honeycomb, Nikki. She's like, what about affairs? And he's like, besides the one I'm going to have with you. (laughs) She's like, tell me, Nikki, do you think you deserve hot burning fires of hell? Would you sell your soul to the devil for me? And he's like, yeah, whatever gets me in that skirt. And then uh, she's like, great, good enough for you, right? This is fine. <laughs> so Mr. Cipher just like steps out of the shadows, like, yeah, that's uh, that's what we call a verbal contract where I come from. A yoink. And then Nikki burns in fire. And then Veronica calls him Mr. Senator. She says goodbye, Mr. Senator. What? <laughs> but you know what? It's Rivervale. Why not? He's connected. This, this was the most uncomfortable. <laughs> Awful, like, I have the hots conversation ever. Mm-hmm. And neither of them seem really into it. Like, They're for just like, Veronica, yeah, there's a reason for that. It's, it's like, yeah, let's play this game so I can touch your bits. Like, <laughs> And, like, I wonder if they... There, there must have been takes where uh, Nick's character was really more like, uh, yeah, uh... And it just didn't play well with the way she was uh, uh, stonewalling to make it clear that she was not into this and didn't even like going this far in her deception. So instead, it just comes off as like, we are both going through the motions for different reasons, but we sure are going through with them. Uh. It's so, so much. She's like, okay, so this means you won't touch a hair on Reginald's head. And, and he's like, devil, oh, yeah. And the devil's like, yeah, I promise. I s- cross my heart, hope to die. I'm not coming for Reggie on Saturday. By the way, I'm still coming for my promised payment on Saturday. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, your soul. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you ask your business partner about that? Bye. <laughs> uh, so we go back to Jughead, who has just finished writing the entire article. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Transcription is the worst. I hate it. Uh, but you know, he 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 did the dang thing. Uh, it's it's all typed up, ready to be uh, uh, sent. And he says to himself in the empty room, "Publish or perish," and then hits the upload button. Yes. So meanwhile, uh, Betty has gone back to TVA. Mm-hmm. Got a new question for you. Who the fuck are you? He's like, I'm the devil. And she says. Yeah, okay, I bet you are. So she's like, so if you're the devil, is hell a real place? And he's like, yeah. So is my dad there? Oh, yeah, big time. Can you prove it? So First person to ask for proof. You know, it's Betty. If anybody was going to, that's who I'd expect. So she wants to speak to Hal. And so fake TBK starts speaking in Hal's voice and he's speaking about, you know, the tortures of hell and, and screaming for, for release. And, and and so she's like, OK, so if you are my dad, I need you to focus. Where would you take me after Little League? There is a <laughs> gift. There is a gift directly to me and those like me in this episode. Chazzy's Cheddars. Chazzy Cheddars off Route 18, baby. 
<laughs> I love it. I love Chazzy's cheddars. Uh-huh. Do you think Alice also really loved Chazzy cheddars? No, that's why they they always went after Literally because she she didn't like Betty uh, wasting her time on such a thing mm-hmm. when she should be like focusing on her studies. Yeah, she so should be was, learning French instead. Yes, yeah. so it was uh their their time together. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Sneak off to Chazzy's she- cheddars. And it was it was so painful for her to be in a place with a unusual nickname for someone named Charles. Yes. Brought up a lot of memories. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, Betty's eyes like bug out of her head like, oh my god. Oh my god. That's also why it's like so impressive is because like Alice didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like no one, no knew. one knew. This was Nobody. their secret. Uh so Veronica uh rushes in on Reggie and is like, what the fuck? And so he gives her the rest of the story. And he's like, I offered my soul, but he didn't want it. Reggie's soul, not good enough for Satan. I called it last week. Uh, and so he asked for Veronica's. And she's like, I didn't sign a contract or anything. And he's like, well, actually. Reggie slipped that contract into, you know, the, the weekly invoice stack that she just signs without looking. So he's got to have, like, multiple choice on what these contracts look like, right? Like, they could just look like boring emails. Yeah. It's it's the only explanation. They just need to sign their name on the one that specifically this is mine. I feel like this one is worth a breakup, right? Like, I thought uh, the premiere stuff was also worth a breakup, but now definitely, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Um, she chucks something at him. I'm not sure what. Uh, he's like, Ronnie, I'm sorry. <laughs> that ain't gonna cut it. <laughs> I figured you could get out of this. It's only a little bit of eternal damnation in Hellfire. Come on. <laughs> so then uh, the lights flash and Veronica's talking with the devil. Because he's like, hey, I'm open to a renegotiation, but I don't want another Nick St. Clair. I want that good shit. What about that holy roller who's trying to shut you down? Mm. Give me her signature with my pen. This is where the pen, the specific pen becomes important. Yes. And it is this, several times this, and I don't get it. This this is the workaround for not using the 666 contract, but uh-huh. it, you have to use the pen. Okay. His pen specifically is the alternative. No reasoning is given for this, and it it it's how you trick him. It's fine. I get you know the is the devil himself bound by uh, some contract that requires this? Is it contracts all the way down? Is God truly just the greatest lawyer that there is? <laughs> well, you want to have everything in writing in case anyone ever comes back to question it. It really is a contract. In the beginning, there was the word and the word was God. It all comes from a single foundational contract. Yes, actually. (laughs) Uh, Jughead is hanging out in the school newspaper room. Uh Like you do. Uh, When he gets a call from the Associated Press. Who knew to call the school? Or was this his cell? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But yes, not only the people of Rivervale, but all of the people on Earth, the Earth in which Rivervale resides, are so into the supernatural that the Associated Press calls him and not some fiction magazine. 
And they're like, oh my god, the story on the devil's amazing and the world needs to know about this. They, they want to syndicate him worldwide on their wire service. And his next call is Sam Pansky making an audio cameo, my, my boy Sam. And, and Sam's been in touch with the Pulitzer people mm-hmm. and like, what are you writing next, kid? Just begging, begging to, to be brought back on as, as his uh, manager again. Yeah, but there's kind of a problem with the fact that Jughead can't write. Uh-oh. So, uh, back over at Pops. Mm-hmm. Jim is back. Uh, and he's like, hey, Tabitha, I don't have any money, but could I wash some of your dishes for some soup today? And she's like, oh, no, like, you don't need to do that. Like, here, just have some soup. Yeah, just sit at the counter. I'll bring you your soup. You're not washing any dishes today, Jim. And there is a mysterious man sitting at the, the other side of the lunch counter. Is he God? In this moment, I think that's God. I totally thought it was God. I totally thought it was God. The CW needs to have God as a minor recurring character. <laughs> Ever since Supernatural went off the air, they've just been trying to find a way to squeeze him in. Yeah. Not God is no, like, oh, no. that was that was very kind of you. Such a virtue of compassion from mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. I'm a great admirer of your grandfather and all his good deeds. Uh, might I? And she's like, well, who are you? And he's like, might I say I'm one of the good guys? And as he says this, there's like harps and oh. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and he is uh, Raphael. Yes, Raphael the angel. He wants them prepared for a battle. Well, that will take place in this small town diner? What he says specifically is, my boss likes what you're doing. <laughs> Wants to make sure you are prepared. A battle is coming and your diner will play an important role. I want you to have this. And he hands her this bottle. He hands her the the uh, uh, file of Galadriel from the Lord of the Rings. Yes. <laughs> They're scaring away Shelob with this thing. And I think there are more harps. More, Of course there are. Of course. Uh, but yeah, so not God, mm-hmm. but an angel. Yes. Uh, Raphael is uh, uh, first named in some biblical apocrypha. In the book of Tobit, he is the angel that expels demons. Oh. Ah, ah. Uh, also, in in his appearances in you know Old Testament apocrypha, he, he's often a healer. Oh. Uh, uh, heart attacks. Uh. Oh. Uh, Raphael has a long history in uh, uh, the the mysticism of the Abrahamic faiths. I believe he is named in the Quran. Uh, but as a named uh, archangel, he shows up in a lot of silly shit too. As as a character, lots of supernatural, like supernatural, like the Yogs cast. Uh, this actor is also the one that was an Arrow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have felt it, city. <laughs> uh, back over at Veronica's, uh, she has invited Alice over. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Alice, I want to donate a portion of Babylonium's profit to the town. And you can use it at your discretion. I just want to help. Here's this contract that I've drafted. Why you, don't you sign it? You know what most people call that? Mun- Bribery. Municipal taxes. She's offering to just pay municipal taxes directly to a member of the town council. A town council that does not have the the bandwidth to actually collect them by any other means. 
I was going to say bribery. It might also be bribery. It's one of those two things. Because, like, she's basically saying, Alice, only you get to decide what to do with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, that does make it come down on your side, for sure, for sure. And so Alice is like, oh, I knew you weren't all bad. And that makes Veronica stop. And she's like, no. Actually, don't sign this. Do not sign this thing you are about to sign without reading with this very special pen that I offered you. She's like, you are pain in the ass, but you don't deserve to burn in hell. So Alice, now having her soul saved from the, the fires of perdition, but not knowing that's what happened, just gets really offended at her time being wasted and is like, well, fuck you twice then. I'm out. <laughs> Ah, Veronica. <laughs> uh, so Jughead is attempting to type away. He's star- he's starting from square one. It was a dark and stormy night, and it comes out as key smash gibberish. <laughs> yes. He literally cannot write anymore. Does this mean he can't, like, sign a check or, like, a receipt? Like, if he was trying to handwrite something. His new official signature is just a doodle of his whippy cap. Oh, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. okay. We all got loopholes now, Satan. What you gonna do, huh? So so Betty's back with TBK. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, if you are the devil, you know, what do you what do you fucking want? Why are you here? And the devil is there for Betty because Betty is prophesied to take a part in this great battle that will be held in part in Pop's chocolate shop. <laughs> He says a whole lot of stuff, and she's like, so I'm the whore of Babylon? He quotes a passage from the Book of Revelation. A whole bunch of stuff. Describing a character who is associated with the whore of Babylon. Like, uh, Revelation interpretation is a fucking sticky wicket, to say say the least. But uh, it's the the verses about the woman appearing riding a scarlet beast, which Mm -hmm. I have to think is Archie Andrews. Right? Right? (laughs) Ride in. How many beasts his has Betty ding-along. ridden? That's yes, his dig along, <laughs> his ding along. <laughs> I I love to get the ding along version of musicals on DVD, and then you follow the bouncing balls. <laughs> Betty loves his bouncing balls, or did? That's where they murdered him. That's where his babies come from. He might she might have kept them and like just kind of bounces them around. So anyway, Polly is also in hell. <laughs> The devil's response to, well, fuck that. I don't want to be evil. You can't make me, is to say, Polly's in hell, though. And now he screams in Polly's tortured voice about the fires lashing her flesh from her bones. And Betty can't handle this. No. So uh, what she does is she grabs some scissors and stabs him a fucking lot as blood spatters all across her face. Just kill the devil. Just kill the devil. Why hasn't anybody tried to just kill the devil? Then she starts cutting off his mask and she's like, let me guess, the face of evil is mine. I watched The Empire Strikes Back. I know how this goes. But no, no, no. It is Glenn. How many times? How many times have we said TBK is Glenn? However, that's not quite where they're going with it. Instead, uh, the devil, Mr. Uh, Cypher, arranged all of this, including luring uh, Glenn to the office the same way he lured Betty with some, like, uh, ventriloquism over the phone. And so Betty has killed the real Glenn, who is not, at least in Rivervale, TBK. But he is in real life. But he totally is in real life. 
So, so back at the casino, Reggie's like, hey, Veronica, the weekly skim guys are here for their cut. Okay, so the skim money goes to th- three people, three groups, we're told. Like the politicians, the regulators, and the unions. Sure. What politicians? Is this just, is it Tony? Is it, <laughs> is it the governor? Is it, like, what, what scale of government is, is getting in on your business? The president. <laughs> president Dooley. Yeah, after, after he served, his approval numbers went through the roof after he survived that kidnapping. What we didn't know is New York is also a sovereign nation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's like, hmm, okay. Uh, I gotta go thank them, Mm because they just gave me a hope and hell. Uh, uh, wink. But also, tell Kevin to take the night off. I'm performing the 11 o'clock number. It will be my swan song, all the way up to midnight. What? That's a long-ass song. That's a really long-ass song. I've never seen an hour-long swan. Also, very rude to cancel on your performer (laughs) very shortly before he's supposed to go on. Who, at least in terms of blocking in an establishing shot, looks like an equal partner in your business. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Jughead uh, invites the devil back over and he's like, no, I don't want this. Take it back. I need to write again. And the devil's like, okay, it'll just cost you your soul. And he's like, fine. I don't fucking care. Shut up and take my soul money. I need to write. I'm nothing if I'm not a writer. And so Jughead signs a contract and the devil crosses his name off in his little book. You have found the city. Uh, so, so back at Babylonium, it's an interesting name to first appear in this episode because so much of what we know about, you know, the devil and angels, or rather what we think we know, uh, comes from uh, mysticism and apocrypha that first appeared in Jewish tradition during the Babylonian exile. Ah. Ah. There you go. I mean, just the idea of why Babylon is the placeholder for evil stuff kind of gives you a hint where this shit kind of started in the uh, tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so Veronica just... What a number. What a... And all I can think is, Kevin was supposed to do this, huh? <laughs> she is performing... He would have looked interesting in that outfit. He would have... He has the, the legs leotard? for it. He has the legs for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Veronica's legs are out on display and everything else is bathed in sequins as she performs Mary the Night by Lady Gaga. Got a lot of backup dancers with horns. Yes, six backup dancers with little devil horns. And not like headband Halloween, but like prosthetic appliances. This was just lying around. Yeah, yeah. They're just ready to go on day two of opening with this all available. And this performance goes through the next, like, three or four scenes. Well, it's an hour. It's an hour long. And it feels like it. So fucking long. (laughs) Um, So we're going to go check in on the devil who is going to Pops. Mm -hmm. Uh, Collection time, baby. They're they're there to uh, sign the new contract. Deeding over uh, the chocolate shop to the devil. Yes. And so uh, 
they they sign. Tabitha's like, you know, since this is the last night of Pops, I I want a milkshake to remember it by. And he's mm-hmm. like, that sounds great. Make it three. Let's all have a milkshake. So they they so after a brief cutaway to another few lines of the song, we're back and there there's a plate of three milkshakes, and they all toast, quote, to eternal darkness. <laughs> And after have, having a little bit of strawberry, the devil's like, hmm, that tastes a little funny. Did, did you go to powdered milk? I sent a messenger up here last year to suggest you switch to powdered milk just to fuck with you guys. And she's like, oh, no, no. It's my secret ingredient. Tears that the Virgin Mary shed at the crucifixion. We're going full fucking Constantine now. <laughs> and so then the devil starts Puking, puking all over the fucking floor. Black sludge and screaming. And he's we- like, where? Where did you fucking get that? So Tabitha is holding up that bottle from Raphael, now empty. And she's like, ah, 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 we got friends in high places. My like- guardian angel. <laughs> so now that she and her grandfather have imbibed the tears of the Virgin Mary. <laughs> they are protected. Uh-huh. And, Pops and Pops has super fucking strength and fucking kicks the devil out of the stoop of Pops down the stairs. Pop and t- tells- kicks Satan's ass. <laughs> and he's like, get the fuck out of town. <laughs> and, and now the, the... And Tabitha's like adorning the leftover tears around yes. the doorway. Like it's the first Passover. But instead of lamb's blood, it's the tears of the Virgin <laughs> Tate just fucking beat up the devil, which no one else could do, which no one else even thought of doing. Betty tried. She just got tricked by the switcheroo. This is true. But Tabitha and Pop succeeded Uh in fucking him up. Fuck that devil. Tears of the Virgin Mary and a good kick in the butt. Kick that butt. Kick it. Kick it. Kick Kick the devil butt. Kick it good. So, so meanwhile, back at Jughead's house, he's still sitting on the floor with his typewriter and he pulls out his latest test page and it has legible words. And it says Jughead Jones is damned to all eternity. And he smiles. Apparently that's what he was trying to write. I don't know. This seems like a positive result for this test. Also, we uh, see Kevin sitting on the sign lines with Finn. Finn is jamming out to Veronica's number and... Honestly, Kevin does not look very happy. Yeah. I mean, he was kicked out of his own number. Not happy. Where, Where's his fandom? Yeah. In Kevin's life post-contract, there should be a riot right now. We came to see Kevin goddamn Keller. Uh, so then we go check in on Betty, who is sitting... By, by now, Veronica has finally finished her song. For the record. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Betty is sitting uh, by the fire. When she uh, gets a call. She is just like curled up in a rocking chair, I think. Yeah. She is clutching this uh, crocheted quilt uh, uh, and, and like practically trembling. Uh, and it is a call from another FBI agent who's like, hey, have you heard from Glenn? His wife reported him missing. Glenn had a wife? Glenn has a wife? Like, what the fuck? When that happened? Maybe this is... I guess here, because I guess they didn't hook up. Right. This is just one of the minor differences, like yes. Vegas being alive. Yes. Uh, and she's like, nope. 
I I don't know anything. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. As we pan to his body under the floorboards. Yeah, telltale heart style, but like telltale entire corpse. Yes. Uh, so then we go to Veronica and Reggie, and he's like, "You're still here? It's after midnight." <laughs> I'm shocked that you still have a soul in your body. She's like, "Well, after my number, uh, I went to the cash room with the devil and brokered a better deal." Her deal is they are now in the human trafficking business, but straight to fucking hell. So every week she will traffic a human soul to the devil Uh for the rest of her life. Yep. When she finishes telling Reggie this, there is suddenly a knock on the door. Reggie is so happy to hear that, like, oh, babe, I believed in you. I knew you could do it. This is great. Uh, We're going to have everything we ever wanted. And she's like, yes, I am, you little shit. Because double crosses cross doubly. (laughs) He's like, you should get that door, Reggie. It's for you. Uh Uh-huh. And the weekly skim begins tonight. And, uh... Reggie's up and he's like, but I didn't sign a contract. And she's like, oh, no, no, you did. When the liquor delivery came. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Be a man about it or he will drag you out kicking and screaming like a little bitch. She would know. That does describe her dad. And then Reggie goes up in flames. (laughs) And that's that's the end. That is our main character that gets killed off this week. Reginald Val Johnson Tate. Then, um, Jughead comes out. Mantle. <laughs> Mantle. So Jughead comes out with his, his voiceover, like, been mm-hmm, doing. Mm-hmm. And is, you know, for people like Veronica Lodge, this is their bet in life. Always chasing the next best deal. Here's where we are. The final battleground between good and evil. Is anyone really safe? Real raising of the stakes here. And then he looks out the window at the Riverdale sign that is suddenly like just outside the casino. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it says, Rivervale, a hell of a town with a little picture of the devil. Yeah, yeah. The only town I know who has a devil on their sign is Hell, Michigan. But you know what? Damn right. There can be two. It's fine. I guess. Maybe the devil likes syrup. You know, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. The devil is Canadian. It all comes together. I knew they couldn't be as good as people wanted to say. <laughs> it's all overcompensation. Yeah, they're just trying to hide the fact. So, darling, what did you think of chapter 98, Mr. Cipher? I liked it. This one was so much more fun than last week. The fact that they're all dealing with the same ghosts, yeah. you know, so to speak, really goes a long way. It was just, it's its fun. There's so many fucking good lines. Like, the right, the, whoever it was that wrote this one, mwah, love you. Greg Murray. Greg, you gave me so much material <laughs> to enjoy, to laugh at. I love it. Not only uh, uh, does having the devil linking all these disparate stories make them feel more unified, which is a thing I really like in my Riverdale and my River Vale, but honestly, Oliver Rice does a great job as Dan Stevens as the devil. Yes. This this is a good guest actor yeah. that I, I am looking forward to seeing in, in more things that aren't necessarily Vancouver filmed television. Yes. And I fucking love... The, the Pops storyline and, like, that is just pulling the, that all in. Like, 
Yes. I think the the casino, the the Reggie Veronica plot might have the most like buy a stopwatch. But the the Tates and the chocolate shop story really is the core, is the soul of this episode, much like it is the soul of the town. Yes. I just really like this one. This one was mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that everyone got something. Mm-hmm. Like, that's honestly the most Kevin's gotten in a while. And it wasn't <laughs> even that much. Since the musical that sucked. Um, and I love that there was absolutely no fucking reference to Archie. No. Aside from his dingle dangle. His jingle jangle? <laughs> no, dingle dangle. I do feel for Mary, though. She is still, like, paying for those milk carton ads. <laughs> She's moved on to orange juice by now. Somebody's got to tell her, right? Somebody. No. (laughs) No, they don't. She's from Rivervale. She'd get it. Apparently everyone just gets it. I also like with with Rivervale, like those little things that show the difference. Like the whole Glenn wife thing. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. how in a lot of ways it's so subtle. But then at the same time, you're like, wait, what the fuck? He has a wife? Was And my yeah. brain automatically went to like, did Betty know? Was she having yeah, an affair? Yeah. With, wait, wait, no, this is a different place. This is a different, like, universe. In Riverdale, I would believe that Glenn was married and Betty knew because that's just kind of how shitty her life was before she moved back home. Yeah. But in Rivervale, I think, oh, he was married all the time and they never hooked up. Good good for you, Betty. Good for you dodging that one. Yeah. But it's a lot of those things that are so, like, you know, not, like, super pointing it out. It just happens in passing where your brain starts to, like, wait, what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's good. It's, it's done good. very well. Yeah, it's very good. Congratulations on uh, uh, fictionalizing your life, Jughead. You're doing all right. I would buy your comic miniseries. But just the idea that the final battle of Ragnarok <laughs> is going to be at a place that serves breakfast 24 hours. It's very Alan Moore, actually. If it's Alan, very American gods. If, if Alan Moore were American, I would buy it. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very, uh, Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In several ways, Neil Gaiman is the American Alan Moore, despite not being American. Yeah. Yeah. He just really likes to do America. He loves to do America. <laughs> Much like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Neil Gaiman is the Beavis and Butthead of Britain. <laughs> Beavis and Britain. But it also makes sense because think of all the bad things that have happened in that parking lot. It does seem to be like a nexus for for just awful things. Yeah. Okay, okay. So- I just can't wait for like 40 years from now when Pop's like... Ah, yes, great-grandchild. Let me tell you about the God Wars of 2020. Yes, Great Granny Tabs is telling little Tony Tate. About, yes, well, yeah, there were the riots of the 80s, but uh, when when God came down... I remember them well, despite being negative (laughs) seven. When God came down to fight the devil... That was when shit got real weird. <laughs> but hey, uh, uh, Pop Tate has seen the Angel of Death come to Riverdale. Now he's seen the, the Angel of Healing and Expelling Demons come to Riverdale. Yeah. Well, come to Rivervale, rather. But hey, things are looking up. Things are looking up, you know. But okay, a lot of Riverdale as a program and even Rivervale as a subset 
comes into focus if you think in terms of Stephen King pastiche. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about pops, I am reminded of the the theory of like the 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 dead battery, the the psychic battery that gets charged in like The Shining and Salem's Lot. That like you put enough evil in, you'll eventually like prime that pump, and that just becomes a source of evil. And I think pops is that, but also its opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, its battery is equally charged from the most evil shit and the only good stuff to ever happen in this town. Yeah. So it does kind of make sense that the, this would be the nexus of the battle, that this is the the front where the two forces meet. Mm-hmm. And now the actual ground of that uh, uh, battle pops itself has been turned into consecrated land. Like, the, the first move has been made in this war, and, and it is blessing the doorway with the tears of the Virgin Mary. So, they can't get into Pops, but the parking lot is a parking fucking free-for-all. And that's where the demons love to be, the mm-hmm. parking lot. Mm-hmm. They're going to possess those high schoolers that are like, yeah, make out. <laughs> if they haven't already, honestly. So... We're jazzed, we're excited, we're looking to the future. Darling, do you have any predictions? There's going to be a battle of good and evil. (laughs) That's just a quote. (laughs) Uh, Well, I think that whatever Satan is planning, like, clearly this isn't just a social call. He's, like, you know, making his moves before that the Cold War goes hot. His plan will fail because he didn't get all five names on that list. Mm. Tabitha saves the day. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is going to happen. I mean, that makes sense. She she has taken over ownership of the heart of Riverdale. Yes. So, like, she is she is the good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to be like uh, she and Jughead are going to have to come to a battle because oh, his, because his soul was taken. Yeah, and he's like happy about it. <laughs> he can write again. <laughs> Uh, you know, may- maybe, maybe. I think I think in this final cataclysm that Raphael will return, bringing Archie down from heaven. <gasps> and and that will be, you know, the, the dawn breaking at the turn of the tide. Oh, okay, okay. But what what if this is where we finally get the afterlife of like the zombie mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and really oh. we're resur- like we're we're zombifying Archie to come battle. Along with, like, a whole bunch of other bodies to, like, be the army. Well, maybe Archie comes in as, like, carrying the the zombie cure. The zombie vaccine. Oh, okay, okay. And all of these people who sold their soul but are still living, R.I.P. Reggie, uh, are, are, you know, are are patient zeros. Mm. So it's still Jughead, like in the comic. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. As well as Kevin and... And... He, he didn't get Betty to sign anything, but he did get Betty to murder Glenn. Yeah. Which is something I think God would be okay with. Glenn sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Bet, Betty's I mean, kind of could go this, either way on this. this. This Glenn seems like a nice Glenn, though. Like, he immediately was like, Betty, are you okay? Do I need to come help you? I will come there. That's true. And he did. And that's how the TBK devil dude got him is because he immediately rushed to Betty's aid. She might have killed the good Glenn. I think she killed the good Glenn. Okay. So Betty's in trouble. Let's go down the list. Betty on the edge. Uh Uh-huh. To be determined. Yeah. Reggie claimed and dead. 
Yeah. Tabitha, safe and saved. Yeah. Jughead. The tears of the Virgin Mary. Jughead and Kevin claimed and still walking the earth. Yes. That is not the result that uh, Mr. Cypher was hoping for. No. I, I think he has to go for the zombies then. He needs a bigger army. Mm-hmm. 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 He, can't, he can't just have the soulless because there's not enough soulless in Rivervale. Right. Yeah. So zombies. Zombies. Definitely zombies. zombies. Yep. 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 And then, yes, Archie will come down from heaven, very shirtless, being carried by angels and, and furry wings or whatnot. <laughs> uh, He's riding shadow facts. Absolutely. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. His tears. Uh-huh. Uh, or what? Cure the zombies. You will see the tears of time. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more prediction. Mm-hmm. Cheryl's students were all clones of Nana Rose that are kept floating in a vat deep, deep, deep underground. Why did none of them look alike if they're all clones? I didn't say they're good clones. Do you think Cy- Mr. Cypher is buddies with Nana Rose? Do you think they used to date? When you say, bu- okay, Do all you right. Think she liked his ding along. You kiss me with that mouth, <laughs> and I don't know what I think about that right now. Is it is it because of the ding along? <laughs> Disco stick is that better? <laughs> we had some Lady Gaga on this. Yes, it is appropriate for the episode's <laughs> contents. Oh, boy, oh, boy. So let's talk about what we know is coming at us next week on Chapter 99, The Witching Hour, parentheses, S. It is, a, is it an hour or is it multiple hours? Dun, dun, dun. I try to, like, look up things that the titles are referencing, but that's just, it's just a thing. The Witching Hour is just a thing. I can't. It's, it's a lot of things. I can't talk about, like, oh, yeah, Gene Kelly was in this one. No, he fucking wasn't. It's just a thing. <laughs> So, we know that we are finally getting Sabrina. This is the Sabrina Gassar episode. We also, this episode also appears to take place over three parallel timelines. We got current. We got Victorian. We got Mad Men-ish. Kind of 60s-y. 60s looking. Working women. Yeah. Square shoulders, but not like 40s wartime square shoulders. Or like 80s shoulder pads. No, every 20 years, square shoulders. (laughs) Are we do? Nobody can... wears clothes anymore. <laughs> Everything is sweatpants now. I was actually talking about that today with people. About how, like, my dog wouldn't eat breakfast because I put on real pants. And she knew I was leaving. So Sabrina is in the present. Perhaps in the other two, but she's at least in the present timeline. Yes. Answering an invitation from Cheryl. Yes. Kevin in the 60s, I believe, is... Wants someone to sign a confession. Yes. And also in the the mid-century time period, Cheryl kisses Betty? Some blonde. It might be Sabrina. In the Victorian time, there is Tony. Yes. Uh, Cheryl exists in all of these. Many others may as well. But Cheryl's the one we see crossing across time. Yes. While Jughead tells us that, you know, it's a story of of three blossoms across time. Just in case. Just in case, you know, the the costume department was dropping the ball. We have narration to pick it up for us. Guess what? They weren't. They were billowy poof sleeve knife gowns. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, pillbox hats. So, So that's our preview of probably, I don't know, maybe the most anticipated episode of Riverdale ever? Since Chilling Adventures of Sabrina came out, yeah. Since even before, because as soon as the show is announced, 
there's stuff about like, ooh, is Sabrina going to show up? Is the one other thing I know about, you know, the, the Archie brand going to be involved? That's true. When the premiere aired and uh, uh, Alice was smudging Betty's room with sage, people are like, ah, ah magic shit. Magic. We're getting Sabrina. Yeah. And here we are years later. Sabrina! that Alice did that at the beginning because she was always like this weird hippie lady. And then she joined a cult. And she joined a cult. And in Rivervale, she she is is... a Bible-thumping Christian fundamentalist. Oh, man. What's she going to think about the rapture? Is that what she's going to think happened to Reggie? She she thinks Reggie got raptured? Yeah. The rapture happened and the only righteous man in Rivervale was Reggie... (gasps) And Nick St. Clair. She's going to create, like, a, a altar to them. The most pure-hearted, noble souls in town. Yeah, definitely not that Archie, the pure heart. No, no, no. Well, she saw him die. She knows what happened to him. She was there. There's no mystery. Was she there? Yeah. She was oh, she was there. She was, was there with Frank. Terrence Tate was there. Everybody watched him die. Including the sheriff. Why do you think there isn't a criminal investigation? Sheriff was there. He knows. It's all good. Yeah, it's fine. He had to fill out the human sacrifice form. He was getting a little dusty in the bottom of the drawer, but he still had one. It was deep down there. So I think that's it for tonight. I suppose so. Thank you all for joining us as we plumb the depths and differences of Rivervale even further and find out that... (laughs) And find out that Armageddon is upon us? Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, please, leave us in rating and review. It's the least you can do. We're in the end times. What are you waiting for? Tell your friends so they can join us. We'll all sit on a hilltop and watch our final sunsets. You can also follow us on Twitter at sex underscore Archie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Don't got one for no, that. I no, I don't. <laughs> so with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie, Chaz E. Cheddars. Talks to Betty sounds like Betty. You need to do Chazzy Cheddars that way. Chazzy Cheddars, Betty. <laughs> you nailed a triple in the fourth inning, Betty. I'm very proud of you. You're my little slugger, Betty. Oh no, that just got creepy, like <laughs> like in a bad way. I like the ski ball, Betty, even if it doesn't give us a lot of tickets. Do you think Chaz E. Cheddars has the, like, like automatronic, like, band? Oh, of course they do. But they're into hip-hop. Ooh, hip-hop! Hip-hop animatronics at Chaz E. Cheddars. With, like, their baseball caps on backwards and the one, one like, strap of uh, their overalls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, because it's very early 90s hip-hop. Yes! Yes. Yes.
Okay, bye. <laughs>